In today's podcast, we look at the age-old question posed by Shakespeare's Juliet. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Yeah, but would it be marketable? This is the question faced by Fairbanks Master Swimming, formerly known by its acronym FAST. We talk with Coach Christina Bersugalu about the reason behind the team's name change and its effect on marketing strategy. From a personal perspective, I encountered this some 20 years ago, shortly after getting married. I started a job as a news reporter and hadn't committed to switching my name from my maiden name, Bermudez, to my married name, Kavapal. Our television manager pretty much told me we were going to switch my name because it sounded stronger, Kavapal did, and looked more authoritative on screen. My marketing company, Page Sculptor Studios, is a name embedded in a history that started with an internship in Ice, Alaska. But there are times when it is necessary to change your identity, and Fairbanks Master Swimming is a perfect example. Shut up and sit down. I'm here with Christina Becerraglu, who is the coach of the Master Swim team. And you're the third coach, correct? The official third coach. We're going to talk a little bit about some marketing strategy in a second. But first off, let's talk about your background in coaching. Oh, goodness. (laughs) I always have to give these when I do, like, coaching interviews. And I'm always like, I feel like I get really (laughs) long-winded. Well, I started... When I first started lifeguarding, I guess, is Mm -hmm. when that started... And people were like, well, you're really good at teaching swimming lessons. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, that's great. And so then I I started managing UAF for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I need an extra source of income. And so I started teaching swimming lessons, like, on the down low. Right. And I was like, oh, man, I can't get caught doing this. This is, like, you know, going to get me in trouble. But then I was like, man, like, there's a real need for adult lessons. And there's a real need for private swimming lessons in this town. Mm -hmm. And so my parents were kind of like, hey, you should really consider, you know, doing your own thing and starting your own business and, you know, starting to teach people how to swim. And I was like, okay, like, I guess I could do that. And so I did it. I got a business license. I got business insurance. And I was like, well, this isn't so hard. And then... It, things just kind of took off. Like, I didn't realize it would become what it is. I thought this would be, like, a way for me to make an extra 100 bucks to cover my gas. So, SwimFit. Yeah, SwimFit became, yeah. was kind of the platform. And, I mean, that was... that. I mean, that blew up into something that I didn't expect it to blow up into. You know, people started asking me to come onto teams to do consults for the kids that wanted to join the teams, but they weren't quite there yet. None of the coaches knew how to teach basics. Mm-hmm. So, I got... To come on and I did consults for them and I did trainings for them and then um, I also swam for the stingray team too so that was kind of another segue into it it's all about the people you know right yeah um so they took on the masters team a year ago maybe over 
Because it's almost been a year for you, right? My year is actually today. Oh, today? I I popped up on Facebook. I was like, no freaking way. Happy anniversary. Thanks. So so it's been a year and a half then. Yeah, so it's been about a year and a half, I guess. Because you came in when I came back from my Ironman. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I was, I just got done with my Ironman. So you, it was eight months before you came on that they had started. Oh, man. Yeah. Josh asked me, because I told him, because I started going to all these different coaching camps and stuff like that for out-of-state, and I started getting more experience that way, and um, I told him that I was really interested in coaching, and he told me that I, he didn't have any current positions open on the, the kids' team, and he said, well, no one's really actively pursuing coaching masters. It's kind of just there Mm -hmm. we have coaches covering it but the coaches that are there have no interest in pursuing it right and i said well i don't know i gotta think about that (laughs) i mean it's intimidating i'm not gonna lie i was super intimidated to come into a situation where everyone's older than me Mm -hmm. everyone is like could be my mom no offense (laughs) but like everyone could be my mom and i'm 27 years old and all these people are gonna look at me like you're a dumb kid what do you know Mm -hmm. you know um, you know, it's intimidating. How am I going to gain respect of these adults that, you know, I could be their punk kid? You know, that's, that's really hard. To Are you saying in. that because of the purple and turquoise hair? Yeah, yeah, that too. And all the piercings, all the tattoos, and, you know, I don't like to act 27. Um, so that was hard. That was hard for me. And it took me about two weeks to actually get back to Josh, and Josh kept pushing me he's like you should really do it you should really do it because you have the perfect platform because I had the way to train adults if they weren't comfortable with being on the team and then having them um, transfer over into being on the master's team and I was just like I really don't know like I really don't know and so Josh was like well why don't you just try it for a couple weeks and see if you like it Mm mm-hmm and so I tried it for a couple of weeks, and everyone, I think, hated me for the first two weeks because I popped up to practice and showed up with, like, three 500s or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, something <laughs> ridiculous, and I was just like, ayyyy. <laughs> like, so now looking back on that, I'm like, wow. And it, when you're coaching, you always think of, man, what am I going to think about myself in a year? Like, what am I going to look back on and be like, man, that really didn't work. And that was like, woo, wee. <laughs> Well, that's what I was going to ask. What were the challenges the first year, not just in, in coaching, but in marketing and recruiting new swimmers? So the challenges are for the coaching aspect is, like like I said, I'm really young. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get people, especially in this town, to take you seriously when you're as young as I am. Mm-hmm. And you're I'm not a male. I am mm-hmm. a female head swim coach. And in every aspect of swimming, female coaches are not taken seriously. You know, I've worked at the Naval Academy. I've worked at, you know, University of Texas. Mm-hmm. Women are not seen as high-power coaches. You know, you get a man in there who has maybe a year experience versus a woman who has 10 years. They'll still take that man over that woman. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because it's a man. Mm-hmm. He commands more respect on that pool deck than a woman does. So, obviously, they've never heard you. In the water. Like, they no. can hear you. I can they hear can you. They can hear you. I can hear you in the water. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care. A male exudes power, exudes the ability to go into a staff meeting, command respect. A woman does not. So has that made that made marketing hard then? Yes, because if you think about it, all the people that are on our team are mostly women. We have mm-hmm. two men on the team. Men don't want to be coached by women. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's an inferiority complex. I don't know if it's just because they're not comfortable. 
I don't know what it is, but if it was a man on that pool deck, you bet there'd be more men than women on our team. So, marketing-wise, though, the name has to change. Actually, we just got our new logo today, too. Oh, sweet. We okay. got a new logo today with Fairbanks Masters Swimming. Not fast anymore, okay. so we're rebranding. So, talk about what, what happened with the fast name. Why change it? Because fast has been brought to my attention. You know, I personally have been around fast for years. I used to swim for fast. So mm -hmm. to me, it was always like, yeah, I'm a fast, badass swimmer. Like, I'm really good. Mm -hmm. But now we have to clarify fast stood for. Oh, yes. And it's abbreviated, which is yeah. the other thing, too. It's not just fast. It's yeah. F-A-S-T. And that was Fairbanks Arctic Swim, swim team. team. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so that was the original, that was like way back in the day when they first got together and Rob Cody and all those guys put that team together and they had a huge team mm -hmm. and it was fast. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that's not fast now, but yeah. um, they called themselves fast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all Masters teams want to be, have that badass powerhouse name, but now Masters, and back then Masters was geared towards that ex-collegiate swimmer. Mm -hmm. It was geared towards that, you know, high-end, you know, D1, you know, or you swam really good in high school, made some national cuts. That's what it was geared for. Mm -hmm. Now, though, you're looking at less of that because mm -hmm. of the fact there is so much burnout rate within collegiate athletes these days. Mm -hmm. You're looking at swimmers who don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Your biggest market that you're marketing to is people who want to do it for fitness. Mm -hmm. People who are maybe timid and want to try it as a form of fitness. Now every doctor on the planet is telling people with joint injuries, knee injuries, whatever, you need to swim. Mm -hmm. This is that avenue because of the fact it's someone on deck telling you how to do things and change things. And it's someone who's holding you accountable for the workouts. We're not so much interested anymore in those collegiate swimmers. Those guys are great and they can come onto our team and we'll write them workouts. But now what we're gearing our programs towards is the everyday average person who, yeah, maybe can't swim over a thousand yards. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we're not doing sprints. No, right? that doesn't mean you're not doing sprints. <laughs> that means you're out there working just as hard as everybody else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just because you're on a different interval doesn't mean you're still working hard. You know, pre perceived exertion. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody is where they're at. Mm -hmm. And that's my job to sit there and make sure you're getting a great workout for where you're at. And in a year, just like I said, they'll be looking back and being like, where was that? What was that? <laughs> what was happening there? Yeah. So everybody has to start from somewhere. And the best, most coachable people are coming out of that. That category of, you know, what we call the CD workouts. Mm -hmm. They want to be there. They want to be coached. They want that attention. They, they have the drive. They have goals. If you look at ex-collegiate swimmers, they don't have goals anymore. Mm -hmm. Their goal is to be as fast as they were in college. That's not going to be attainable. Mm -hmm. Maybe for a couple of years post-college, it might, but age and time wear your body out and they lose sight of how to make goals and how to make good goals for themselves. You know, getting back to what I was in college, you know, that's never going to happen again, unfortunately. So a lot of people believe that they can't join if they don't know every stroke. First talk off what every stroke means and then, <laughs> and then tell, me, tell me how do you counter that? So the four basic strokes, you're going to be doing butterfly, backstroke, breaststroke, and freestyle. The most commonly known ones are going to be your backstroke and your mm -hmm. freestyle mm -hmm. or your back crawl and front crawl. Mm -hmm. um, what I say to that is right now, how many, like, so we have 18 people on the team right now. 
somebody asked me that. I was like, oh, uh. we have 18 right now. <laughs> we have 18. Um, and not probably even half of them know how to sew all four strokes. Mm -hmm. Most people who join master's teams are not expected to know all four strokes. I personally don't even expect them to be able to put their face in the water. Mm -hmm. That's fine with me. I can work around that. I can give you something different. Um, you do have to be able to make it from one end of the pool to the other, though. That's, that's a requirement. <laughs> um, it's one of those things. It's a learning process. When you go to school and you start kindergarten, are you expected to know, you know, ninth grade algebra? No. <laughs> when you come in and you don't know how to do anything, that's my job to sit down and talk to you about, well, for right now, let's just get you comfortable doing freestyle. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're comfortable with that and you're bored, let's move on to backstroke. Okay, you're done and bored with that? Let's move on to breaststroke. Okay, mm -hmm. you're done and bored with that? Let's move on to butterfly. So these progressions, everything you do in swimming is a progression. Even if you are the most seasoned athlete, everything is a progression. Everything has, something can be tweaked every time. Every time, no matter how good you are. And just when you're starting out, those tweaks are just bigger and they're more vast. When you're old and seasoned and done everything you can, those tweaks are just really, really small. So you just have to remember it's a growing process and there are growing pains in that process and sometimes you get setbacks, especially with new stroke development. It's, it's hard, and it's frustrating to get into a workout and say, I can't do that. I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. And that's fine. No one expects you to know how and don't feel bad about those things. Those are things that you need to work on and I need to work on, and you'll get there. And someday you'll look back and say, man, I couldn't do a flip turn, and now I can. You know, those are all things that are just over time. And people get stuck with the I need it right now mentality. I need it right now. If I can't do it right now, I'm never going to do it. That's not true. With any sport, it takes time. And it takes that ability to be patient. I'm not going to sit there and throw you in and overwhelm you and make sure you get everything right now because then you'll just quit. So you need to take things in bite-sized portions. And it's my job to sit there and make sure that you get them and understand them. So that way, over the long run, you're a much more successful swimmer. So what does our new logo look like? Our new logo, so it's like the L shape for the waves, uh -huh. an L shaped wave coming out like towards your okay, right. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this huge salmon that's swimming like towards you. So you got a salmon that's swimming towards you into these waves. And it says Fairbanks Master Swimming, Fairbanks, Alaska. And it's all in different colors of blue. So we have to explain that the salmon is popular in Alaska because yes, there's the a five basic species that everyone eats. Yes, yes, and now our new price structuring is after all the popular, all right. after fish. And so. that and that changed too because, that, yes. I mean, part of marketing is pricing. And so, yes. so it used to be a flat fee when it started. So explain a little bit about the new right. price structure. All right, so like you said, it was a flat fee. Mm -hmm. It was basically the team was just trying to figure itself out. When mm -hmm. I first started, it was 25 and 40. Oh, you was got, it? Yeah, if you worked out over at the club, you had to pay 40 bucks. Huh. If you were working out over at the U, it was $25 a month. Mm -hmm. And so we had this wonky, that was just weird. And mm -hmm. you could swim as many times as you wanted a week. Mm -hmm. So the way they structured it originally was they just wanted to make ends meet. And they were making ends meet when they had a coach on deck two times a week. Mm -hmm. Most master's programs have coaches on deck six to seven times a week. At least the, the nice ones do. Um, so then when I came in, I said, let's wipe that and everyone has to pay 40 bucks a month. Um, because I'm doing more work. I'm having to do more marketing. I'm having to do more outreach. I'm having to do more, you know, office work. I'm having to write more 
extensive workouts because mm -hmm. I don't when you guys were first swimming, did they bring in multiple workouts? It was just one. I don't workout. even know that I remember. To tell you the oh, truth, crap. I just so at that point I was so engulfed in Ironman training, I just swam and swam. <laughs> so I did whatever they told me to do. I shut it off and just. Went. So don't even go. I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah. You just tell me when to stop. Um. So, it was because I was doing way more office work. Yeah. I said we need to up the rate. So, with the amount of people, we started with, what, five when I first started? Yeah. Four or five people? And so, as they have seen, with more work that I've done and the more we've grown the team, the more prices have come about. So, we were, I think the last budget that I saw, we were $2,000 in the red, and we are losing $2,000 every quarter mm -hmm. with the master's team. And so... I, it was brought to my attention, like, we can't keep going this way, we're going to cut your team. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, that would be a real issue because this is not only something for these swimmers that are already established in this program, but there is so much potential here. Mm -hmm. There is so much potential for this to become something much bigger than it is right now. Mm -hmm. It just takes time. Everything in, you know, business takes time. Um, so... I told them, I was like, well, then we need to hike the rate. We need to hike the rate because every, the pool managers are catching on that we have, you know, eight or nine people in a lane. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bonnie even said it herself, you guys are taking up too much lane space. Right. So you, with that, with that, everyone wants a slice of your cake. When they see that you're, you know, you're doing well, they want a slice of what you got. Mm -hmm. So everybody started actually charging us pool rent for when the team was small no one was being charged pool rent really being charged pool rent every yeah wow. so now everybody is charging us pool rent because uaf was giving us free pool rent because we were a grandfathered in thing and we only had three swimmers and then the club was like well you guys only have three swimmers so we're not going to charge you anything but now i mean on the high end of the stick we have nine people at one practice mm -hmm. And so that's people like taking notice of that, which is a positive problem to have. Right. So when these new price structures are rolling around because they're charging us pool rent. Mm -hmm. And because in order for us to get more team members, I have to do more work. And for people to stay satisfied, I have to write more workouts that are fitting to more groups, mm -hmm. which is an, another great problem to have. Mm -hmm. That we have such a vast variety of swimmers that we have to, there has to be so much more work done to accommodate so many people. That's, that's an amazing problem to have. Um, so that's why the prices are going up is because we need to make, the team just wants to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. They don't care about making extra to go into their pockets. I didn't get a pay raise. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys actually all saw what I make a month. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not that. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm going to give myself a pay raise. Yeah. It's, it all goes back to you guys at the end. Of you get pool time, you get coached workouts. Mm -hmm. So it's just the team trying to make ends meet. And that's what happens when you expand is you got to, unfortunately, make the prices go up. So uh, swimming uh, 
Swimming Masters in mm -hmm. this town especially, but probably for other ones too, is also kind of seasonal. I don't know if you've had experience talking with other coaches. You recently mm -hmm. went to some training conferences. Yeah. So do they have the same seasonal issues that we have here in Fairbanks? Yeah. So you'll notice that in the summers, that's the drop-off. Mm -hmm. Everybody in summer is kind of like, peace out. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go do this. I got triathlon season. Mm -hmm. Um, that's done with the drop-off point. Mm -hmm. Now we're coming back into when people are, when school starts, when hunting season is over, mm -hmm. that's, and when tri-season is over, people are in Equinox, throw, throw that guy in there, <laughs> um, everyone kind of comes back down to, oh, it's winter, mm. we need something to do, mm -hmm. we need to focus on next year, oh, my knee surgery just got postponed till this fall, what do I do for exercise? Mm -hmm. Everything gets pushed off into winter, and especially in January, that's when we get a lot of new members is because people are like, oh, man, not just because it's New Year's resolutions, yeah. but it's everyone's like, I have nothing to do, or, mm -hmm. oh, or my personal favorite, oh, it's March. It's like a month before my race. <laughs> I need to train. You don't know how many times I've gotten phone calls or swimming lessons saying that I need to, I need to learn to swim by next week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a miracle worker. Um... <laughs> But it's, 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 there's definitely lulls. Everybody has lulls. I've talked to other coaches from different teams, and summer is the big one. So are there other changes in the works as far as marketing strategy for the team? As of right now, no. Unless I can find free ways of advertising, the team is not interested in paying for marketing. Mm -hmm. I did get tipped off that the Northwestern Zone of Masters is now giving up grant money mm -hmm. to Masters teams. So I'm currently working on a grant mm -hmm. to get us some money so that way hopefully we'll get some advertising out of it. Mm -hmm. Because we need advertising. We need advertising in ways of events or going and setting up at bazaars. I don't know. We need something because no one knows that we exist. And mm -hmm. that's, that's unfortunate. And the only way you can do that is by word of mouth and going and telling people. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, I guess I would say that Masters is a great program. It is a great program, and I'm not saying that because I'm paid to say it or because I have all the certifications that tell me I have to say it. It is a great program, especially for people. Um, my biggest thing is, like, Courtney and... Oh, who else came from my lesson program? Kathy. Mm -hmm. All those guys who come from my lesson program have made... As in specified, they came from SwimFit Yeah, they Masters. came from SwimFit to Alaska Masters, or Fairbanks mm -hmm. Masters, excuse me. <laughs> and um, they, they've grown, not only as athletes, but as people. I mean... Courtney now is looking... She blew it away uh, this She summer. blew it away. Yeah. And she didn't know how to swim back in February. Really? Seriously? January. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, look at her now. Dang, I can't look keep up with her I can't now. even keep up with her. <laughs> she, I mean... And think about Kathy. Yeah. Kathy started trying to swim masters back in... Wouldn't even put uh, her face yeah, in the wouldn't water. Wouldn't even put her face in the water. Yeah. And she just completed, what, two? Just two, one. Oh, just one? One, yeah. one triathlon this yeah. summer. Yep. And she, she put her face in the water. And she put her face in the water. <laughs> and she swam with a dude that swam on top of her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, those are stories that, to me, are big. I don't care about those ones that go out and they're like, I just want a state title. Mm -hmm. People like Courtney and Kathy, to me, are the inspirations 
behind masters. They're the ones that came up from not knowing how to swim to being really great, not only people, but just athletes. We don't have a lot of fast swimmers, and that's probably a good thing we're changing our name because we have a lot of good swimmers who do great things. I mean, they go out there and they just, they do it. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is, is just doing it. Well, thank so. you, Christina. So if people want to learn more about Masters, how do they do that? Um, well, they can talk to one of our amazing swimmers, or they can stop by the pools at UAF or the Alaska Club and talk to me. Or they can send me an email at, oh my goodness, should I even say it? My last name? No, probably not. Well, you could. I can always put, uh, it in there. <laughs> yeah, put it in there, or you can always go to swimfitalaska.com. That's probably the easiest That's probably the easiest one, and email me from there. So. All right, well, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Thank you for joining us on So Stereotypical. I have one final fun fact before we go. Inspired by recent events and my heavy binge watching of the TV show Empire, people love to use the phrase, it's not personal, it's business. But the man who coined the phrase, Otto Berman, was ironically a gang accountant for American organized crime and gunned down by hired assassins. Doesn't sound like smart living, much less smart business to me. So until next time, follow Page Sculptor Studios on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And visit us at www.pagesculpturstudios.com. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. What? It's time to go. Wait a minute. We're not going. What? So Stereotypical is a Page Sculptor Studios production.